Yo, 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 what is up, y'all? Welcome to another edition of the Ramble Ramble Podcast. I'm your host, Corbin Forge. Follow me on Twitter at CorbinMBA. This is a Sports Ethos presentation. So check out Sports Ethos on Twitter at Sports Ethos, online, sportsethos.com. Listen, y'all, we are back to a little bit of a hiatus, longer of a hiatus than I expected between, you know, being sick, some other things going down, just general collective um, unproductivity. That's the word we're going with. It's been a minute, but we're back um, with a good friend here um, who's going to be a reoccurring guest. He was on just last week, actually, um, but his name, uh, he's you should know him if you follow NBA, NBA Twitter, WNBA Twitter, all that. Uh, Nick Andre, you can find him. If you don't know, again, shame on you on Twitter at Nick Andre ATR. Uh, but Nick, how are you doing, my friend? Doing good, Corbin, man. It's glad to be back on, man. Um, I know that we, we're supposed to make this happen the last like three to four days. Hey, and that's yeah. all on me for real. Nah, for it's real. all good, man. It's all good, I mean, man. But, but no, I'm, I'm glad I'm glad we're actually able to make it happen now, man. Especially after we after what we just witnessed. Absolutely. No, absolutely. I'm glad, man. Like this is yeah, we got to talk about it. So, for the record, y'all, if y'all didn't read the description of the pod, that's fine. We're doing a little round ball ramble power rankings episode. And, and let's be real here. I, I'm not a fan of power rankings. I talked to Nick neither. See, like, I get it. Content, I get it. Keeping track on a team, get you know, week-to-week improvement. But I just feel it gets so derivative and kind of in the middle of, like, oh, okay, right now, you know, a team went two and one. And so another team went two and one. But yeah, they're 14th and they're 16th. It's just a lot. So the way we're going to do the power rankings on Ramble Ramble, that's why they're called the Ramble Power Rankings, we have five categories. Um, and so one, clear contenders. The second, squint, and you can see them in the finals. The third, not great, but not bad. The fourth, okay, so they're pretty bad. And the fifth one, good God, what is this basketball team doing? <laughs> and that is what I'm going to do here moving forward. So we have, you know, some teams might forever be in clear contenders for this week. Some might have a weakness or something that we look at and go, you know what? They fall a peg to the squint and you can see them in the finals. Still, I, I mean, the Nuggets, I, I think, will vacillate between the two, if anything. They'll probably stay at just one, right? Other right. teams might have some more variants, right? I, I doubt the Pistons stay out of good God, what's the basketball team doing? But maybe they do. And, you know, in April, a weaker schedule, teams kind of phone it in. Maybe they go to, okay, they're just pretty bad and not horrific, you know? Who knows? But that's how we'll do it here. And what we're going to do is just kind of go into each of our rankings kind of share the teams we have in those in those tiers and then take some time to discuss any that we think are interesting so we're not beholden to talk about every one of them um i have like eight teams and not great but not bad i'm sorry maybe another episode you'll get all of them but not this one but you might get a curious talking point between me and nick based off what basketball we've seen from this team that matches this tier for example the lakers had a heck of a game against the clippers and that might have affected how we looked at both of those teams in terms of where they fall in the, in the tier, or it might not because injuries were a big factor. So we'll discuss that, but that's basically how the power rankings or the Rambo rankings will uh, consist of, but yeah, let's kind of get into it. I mean, we can talk about the Lakers Clippers game that we just finished watching. If you're listening to this, you'll be listening to this on the 29th. So we're recording this on literally the late evening of the 28th. Um, Lakers just came back from a thrilling 21 point comeback against the Clippers. LeBron James outscored the entire Clippers team in the fourth quarter. LeBron at 19 points, Clippers at 16 points. Like LeBron is insane. It's insane. So we'll talk about him. We'll talk about the Lakers here in a bit. But um, where do you want to start? Do you want to start from the bottom and work your way to the top, Nick, or do you want to start from the top and work your way to the bottom? Start from the bottom. You know, let's make our way up to some of the best teams in the NBA. I like it. I like it. There we go. Let's do it. So who do you have in the um, good God? What is this basketball team doing? Category? Well, 
I have three teams. So first I'll start with the Charlotte Hornets. And it's weird because wow. all, yeah, all season I've been saying, you know, there doesn't seem like there's a true direction as far as where this franchise is going. Uh, they have great prospects, obviously, LaMelo Ball, who many people still look upon as their franchise player. But you also have an emerging rookie right now and Brandon Miller, who deserves that respect. Uh, also, another thing is I'm a really big fan of Trey Mann on this team. Like, I really think that he's been playing really good basketball on this team. Mm-hmm. So I love the Hornets talent-wise on the roster, but it still feels like there's not a true direction as far as where this team is going. So that's why I do have them on that list, even though I'm not as low on them as the other two teams that I'm that I'm going to mention. The other team that I'm going to, that I'm going to mention is the Washington Wizards, and it's I'll be right, it's it's, a, it's just a disaster in DC. You know, I'm sorry for Wizards fans and everything. Um, now you have Jordan Poole coming off the bench now, which I'm really interested to see how that's going to go. Um, there was also a rumor that, or actually, it's not a rumor. I, I think I want to say this guy actually came out and said that he didn't want to get traded, and that was Kyle Kuzma, who could have potentially went to Dallas because uh, Dallas did also get Daniel Gafford in that trade, but Kyle Kuzma, Kyle Kuzma decided not to go. So the Wizards are kind of in a weird position. Um, and, like, I mean, I know I mentioned Charlotte as a team that has no direction, but the Wizards are probably the one team that definitely has no direction as a whole. And then the last team I'll say is the Pistons. Um, I know the Pistons fans, you know, they're still trying to figure out how to process that loss to the Knicks on Monday night, you know, after after a bad um, – after a, actually after a non-call when uh when a star when a star Thompson had got um had got a hit or whatever so, mm-hmm. but the Pistons have just been bad all season long. Um, shout out to Kate Cunningham, shout out to Jaden Ivey, shout out to the rest of those guys. You know the rest of the young guys. You know I, I love a lot of those players there, but it's just no direction. I mean I, I wouldn't say there's no direction there, but definitely no no direction this season. But I still love the roster constructed right now, and even during the trade deadline and before the trade deadline, they they did acquire some key veteran pieces that I think can help can help but this season is just not it for them and we we i mean we clearly saw that when they went on that on that long uh, losing streak so yeah this was i i get you i get you for sure and i think that you're right like this has been some pretty rough basketball um and the detroit did get robbed uh most recently against new york and i think they've been more competitive as of late especially post they have right? they have for sure um and that's that's the thing too though like not to cut you off is that no. even throughout that 28 game winning streak a lot of those games were really competitive. Like, we think about the game against Boston. Um, there was a few other games as well that they played. So I know that people may look at them as a laughing stop because they lost 28 straight games, which is the most in NBA history. But a lot of those games were actually competitive. So that's why, for me, like, even though this year is definitely a wash for the Pistons, I still actually have high hopes in the future because as long as they can try to figure it out, as long as the young players can continue to develop, and as long as they acquire key veteran pieces to help those young players – I feel like in the next possibly two to three years, we'll see them in a much better direction than, you know, where they are now. And that's why for me, I have them a little bit slightly higher than teams like the Hornets and the Pistons, just because I, just because I still, I still do believe that the Pistons do have a future ahead of them. Yeah, no, I get you. I like that for sure. And I think you have a good point there. Um, a lot of it is the coaching of Monty Williams has been pretty god awful, in my opinion, as well. I, I'm trying. I'm trying to figure out how he still got a job at this point. Like, I don't know I how mean, you lose 28 in a row and you're still good. I, I understand. You know, I, I understand the contract and everything, mm-hmm. but that's what I was gonna say. Just gave him that big old contract. They're not. They're not backing off of that. At least not this season. Right. But I agree. Like he's just not. He's a decent coach, but he's not a great coach, especially not for a rebuilding team. Look what he did in Phoenix. So I wasn't. I wasn't a fan of that. But here we are. 
Um, but yeah, so my teams that are in here, it's gonna be interesting because they're a little bit different. I have the Pistons and I have the Wizards. Um, after they lost uh to Golden State, there's now been 12 straight losses. Um, then I have the Spurs who have five straight losses, but I also have the Brooklyn Nets. The Nets Ooh, have been positively inept on both ends of the floor. Um, it's been it's not even been just the losing like some of the other teams I mentioned in here, it's just been the ugly losing that's taken place. And so, I mean, I get it. You move on, you know, you move on from Jacques Vaughn. You you now go to Kevin Ollie. Like, I understand that for sure. Um, but it hasn't really helped them too much. They got blown out the building from Orlando. Um, I'm sorry. They, they haven't lost. Um, my bad. They haven't lost. Uh, no, I didn't say I lost any straight. They did beat the, the Grizzlies, but it was such a short-handed Grizzlies team. I didn't even look at it so seriously. You know what I mean? Before that, they, I mean, after that, they got blown out by the Magic. Before that, they got blown out by the Timberwolves. Before that, they got blown out by the Raptors. Like, you're kind of getting the, the theme here. And before that, they lost by, what, 50 to the Celtics? Yeah, to Boston, yeah. So, and before they lost to the Celtics again, you know, like, they've been horrible. And a lot of it is just the team direction. I really think this team should have made a move uh, at the trade-up. I really do think that they should have, you know, whether it was moving off of Mikel Bridges and getting picks and stuff back, whatever the case may be, but to rebuild around a guy like Mikel, who I like, but is just a very good ancillary player, didn't make a whole lot of sense to me, especially since look, look what they're doing. Like, it's nothing. It, it's it's just, it's it's been really, really rough, you know? Um, I guess I like Dennis Schroeder there, giving him a little extra jolt of energy, but, like, Brooklyn just seems to be doing this thing where they pick up what I call signature losses. Like, they just find a way to lose a game. In, in a specific kind of way. Their offense is non-existent. Cam Thomas has shown his weaknesses. Like, he can cook, but he needs a very specific set of environment to cook. It's not something that just happens all the time, especially against, like, focused defense. Mikel Bridges and Cam Johnson aren't exactly taking the pressure off of him. You know, Nick Claxton is there. But, like, it's just these guys are good but not great folks who you lose Royce O'Neal. So, you know, you lose another solid kind of fixture in there, and you look horrible. You look horrible. The spacing isn't there. The defense isn't there. The offense isn't there. That's why they're definitely on that good guy. What is this team doing? Especially considering that they really thought they were going to compete for a, a, a playoff spot. Um, and at the at best, they could still, you know, go for the play-in. But even so, they're going to be dismissed unceremoniously. Like, this team is, is just rough. You definitely hit everything with the Nets on that one. Um, <laughs> this team. I've, I've been – I mean, even after they – dismiss Jock Vaughn, I'll just say, you know, it's just time to just go for a rebuild. Um, I think, you know, Mikel Bridges, he's a good player, and we have to give him credit for the breakout seat or the breakout second half of last season after he got traded from Phoenix. But I think, like, as we've been able to look at him this season, I don't believe that he can be a guy that, that you can build your team around. Not a bad thing. You know, he's really he's a really good player, but he's definitely not a franchise guy. I don't think he's a all like a perennial all-star player, and that's fine. Um the, uh, the whole situation with Ben Simmons is just uh, – I don't even know what to call it, honestly. It's like, you know, he's playing, but then he's not playing. Um, and honestly, even when he was playing, I thought he had I thought he had a pretty good game or two, but it's all about availability. So that's 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 one of the biggest things for me as well. But, I mean, you mentioned everything. You know, the floor spacing is terrible. Um, they got a lot of decent players, but it just seems like a lot of them are not really elevating to the potential that, that, that they can go to. And it's yeah. crazy because you mentioned you mentioned Nick Claxton. And I, I I feel like last year Nick Claxton was very underrated, and I feel like he had a really good last season. Who also another guy who I thought could have been in the uh, defense player of the year conversations, a guy who could have been in the most improved player type conversations. But and not saying that he's played bad this year, but I think probably because Brooklyn has just been so terrible. It's like I think people are just not really 
paying attention or that people are just not necessarily caring. So if you ask me, I mean, you know, the Nets, I think it's just time to go in a brand new direction. Um, this whole this whole sequence or scenario with them has not worked out and that's okay. You know, it's just time to move on. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's true. Uh, no disrespect to Kevin Ollie, but I think the Nets just need to make some wholesale changes. Maybe that's not the coaching, but they definitely need something done because this team right now, like you're trying to win and you're not doing it. And that's not why they wrong. have the top rank of good guy. What are they doing? But let's go into the next tier. Um, and this one was the, okay. So they're pretty bad. Um, Nick, who do you have in this tier? This one had for me one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, nine teams. Ooh, that's a good question. Mm-hmm. Okay, so they're pretty bad. So I already mentioned, I mentioned Charlotte. I mentioned uh, I have Charlotte in there. Okay, you got Charlotte in that one. Okay, yeah, I can read your mind if you want. To yeah, start. yeah, go ahead. You're good. Okay, so I have the Blazers. I have the Bulls, the Jazz, the Heat. This is pending, but this is the power rankings as they are right now, although I have to change it after they beat um, the Kings shorthanded. I have the Raptors, the Rockets, I already mentioned the Hornets, the Grizzlies, and the Hawks. And so those are my teams in that tier. I would say I would say the Spurs, I would say the Raptors, and then I would say Portland. Uh, those three teams in particular, San Antonio, um, I mean, obviously, we know Wemby. Wemby's a special talent. I mean, I think, in my opinion, he's going to run away with the Rookie of the Year award. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like I feel like the point guard slot for San Antonio is something that they need. And it's not a knock to guys like Trey Jones. It's not a knock to other guys like Jeremy Sohan who can't run the point at times. But I feel like I feel like Wemby deserves to have, like, another playmaker or more of a primary playmaker who could really make the game easier for him. So, and I mean, that's – that's not the only thing that uh, the San Antonio needs. I mean, obviously, obviously they have to just continue to just uh, to just develop as a team. But yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, besides besides Wemby really having a pretty decent rookie season, I mean, this team hasn't really been that much exciting to watch. Um, Portland, the same thing. Um, obviously, they're going in, in a new direction. Shout out to Ashton Hagens, by the way, who signed. A, I want to say who signed a ten day with the team. So mm-hmm. I'm be happy to see him. You know, get his opportunity. But I mean, I'm sure everybody expected Portland to not be anywhere in contention after the game trade and you know and i think we're seeing that right now and toronto i hate putting toronto in this in this um in this scenario just because i personally like the team um i do believe in the direction i do believe in the direction that they are going but i mean we just gotta be honest they're just not really good right now but it's not a bad thing you know i still think that that the raptors have a really good direction it's just right now you know especially with all of the all the transactions that took place you know this is pretty much a new revamp team or rebuilding team you know led by guys like rj barrett led by spot led by scotty barnes who is having a really great season but you know it's just it's just not it for them this year no no it's just not i think that's a really solid um example of just like a team that just doesn't have it that's what the okay so they're pretty bad tier is by the way i'm moving the heat they've won too much and i did this a couple days ago it shows you when we were originally planning it i was fine with having the heat where they are now they are definitely not in that but Really? Um, Yeah, I moved the heat from there pretty bad to like, hey, this is probably what they do. But uh, my teams that I really want to point out in this in this tier with the Grizzlies, they're bad, but injuries just hit them so hard. Like they scrap really hard. Love Jerry Jackson Jr. kind of being a focal point here. Love Vince Williams standing out. Love Gigi Jackson standing out. Like it's been great for them. They just had so many injuries. It's been a a throwaway season for them, right? And I think this is, yeah, this is where you reevaluate who you have, who's keepers on this team for when Ja comes back. Desmond Bain, obviously, you know, um, Marcus Smart, 
all the guys your core, your core four, and then build around that. I think Gigi Jackson obviously is one to stay. You already know Jaron Jackson. Like this is a feel out period, but the Grizzlies, I mean, yeah, they're pretty bad. They're just and it's not they're, they're just on the requisite talent on a night to night basis, right? On um, the I other agree. team. It's the Bulls. Like, come on, this team. Oh, yeah. I mean, they get some wins. They do. They had a nice win tonight, but it just doesn't work. They had a good win against New Orleans too. So I yep. was really that's Like they they get you there, but they're just it, it's the front office's fault. Moves should have been made at the deadline. They weren't, and here we are. And it's unfortunate, but it's 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 true. You know, um, the Blazers are probably should put in the good God bless basketball team doing. Like they've been horrific. Um, <laughs> but I felt like the Pistons, Wizards, and Spurs were like a special brand, and the Nets were just special brand of like, ugh. But yeah, the the Blazers are in there too. But um, yeah, the Raptors. I'm with you. I think again, it's just an, a year where they need to figure out what they are. You know, Facts. what team of that of the two that you had of the pretty bad are you most hopeful of them coming to climbing out of over the course of the remainder of the season, if at all possible? Through the remainder of the season, mm-hmm. to where you know they, they go. Okay, they're not pretty bad. I think Toronto has a chance. Uh, they still have a really. I mean, at least out of those three that I mentioned. I think Toronto has a chance because I mean, like I said, I mean they they haven't really played the best basketball. I mean they just lost to to Dallas, mm-hmm. but but in my opinion, you know, I think I think that this team still has a really good roster to the point where they could rack up some wins. They possibly could sneak up on a on a playoff contender and possibly you know and possibly you know have an upset. So I would say Toronto out of those out of those out of those teams that uh, that I mentioned. Yeah, that makes sense for sure. They just gotta have the energy to pick up, you know, to kind of finish the season strong. You know, and we'll see if they come with that requisite energy. Speaking of energy, though, I want to take a minute to talk to y'all about Magic Mind. I'm sure y'all heard about this on the show. Um, we are in a stage. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm actually on the perfect show with the perfect guest to talk about energy because, you know, this new year. Listen, Nick, you do a ton. Like when you're not writing pieces, you are on like three different podcasts. I'm having you on here more often. You have your own podcast. You do. You have. Um, MNC hoops, you have uh, love the game, like you do a lot as a content creator all the time. Like your work ethic makes me like, dang, Corbin, step it up. But like again, like that's a lot to do on a regular basis, right? It is, it is a lot. I will be real, like it's it's challenging. Like for not don't for people who, who have been, you know, fans of me and you know who've been watching me from afar, I appreciate all the support, but don't think for one it's easy. But I don't know, man. I think one thing that I'm big on is um consistency. So even like, you know, when I'm tired and everything, it's like, for instance, like, I'll be honest with you. I've been up since five o'clock this morning. So, so, <laughs> so it's funny because yesterday I was supposed to go to the gym. I decided not to, but then I was like, dang, I feel bad that I didn't go to the gym. So I was like, you know what? I'm gonna get up at five in the morning, get up, go to the gym. After that, went to work. Then after work, went to the gym again. So I went to the gym twice in one day. This is the first <laughs> time I've ever done this in life, ever done this. Mm-hmm. I went to the gym twice in one day, and now, you know, I came back home, ate, uh, I worked on some articles, and now I'm here with you. So that, That's what I'm saying. Like, you, this is, that's a ton. That's a ton of stuff to do a, on a consistent basis. And, you know, in, in this, in this, I don't know where you get your energy from. I need it. One thing I can share, though, that I've gotten is the Drink Magic Mind. And it's a two-ounce elixir, there which I always think is a funny name. But what it does I mean, again, this is just in general. This ain't even speaking to Nick. Whatever Nick's secret sauce is, he can tell you, you know, follow Nick for his energy because I don't know where he gets it from. But I know some of mine comes from Magic Mind, and it helps you become more productive, more focused, and less stressed through the nootropics, the adaptogens, and the natural ingredients that they have inside of that. Um, Like matcha, which I love because it's one of those things that contains way less caffeine than coffee, but it also contains additional compounds that basically uh, help your body's ability to absorb 
um, the energy. Like it, it kind of extends the benefits of caffeine by slowing your body's ability to absorb it all. So it works together to prevent the spiking cortisol levels and the inevitable crash that comes when you have too much of that. So yeah, ingredients like that, all natural, what make Magic Mind really, really cool. And right now, listen, there's still time to get it. There's two places you can find it. One right now, go to your local Sprouts. It's there, like simple, done. Tell them Corbin sent you. They want to know who I am. That's fine. I just want people to say that. The other thing you can do, though, is go to www.magicmind.com slash daily NBA. Get on there. You can get yourself a subscription with up to 50% off with my code daily NBA. Why? NBA show. And the show is usually daily. You've really slacked off this season on that. But this show is usually daily. That's the goal, at least. So, again, www.magicmind.com slash daily NBA. Get yourself a bottle of Magic Mind. See what it does for you. Check it out. Get back to me. Give me some feedback. I'd love to hear it. So one more time, www.magicmind.com slash daily NBA. All right. Appreciate get that. talking with you on that. Thank you. Thank you, Nick. I'm telling you. Yes. Thank you. Check it out for sure. Um, speaking of checking out stuff, oh, my transition game is strong tonight. Let's go to our next tier. Um, and this one was kind of the biggest one I probably had um in in this uh round ball rankings power rankings and this was the not great but not bad and so i'm gonna let you go first nick because i definitely have a lot more teams here we'll probably talk about a few here but what were your not great but not bad teams so i'm gonna say the rockets are in that position because they're they're weird to me because even during the offseason i had them like the ceiling was playing to me I know that they acquired guys like Fred Van Vliet. They got a key veteran in Jeff Green. Of course, to surround your young guys like Jalen Green, Jabari Smith Jr., Alfred Sengun. You know, so they have an they have an abundance of young, terrific talent. But I knew that it was going to take some time to fully figure things out. I knew that it was going to take some time to really, you know, establish themselves as true playoff contenders. And shout out to Emi Udoka. I think Emi, I think that Emi Udoka is doing a really good job out of, out there in Houston. And they they played pretty good basketball, you know, like during certain stretches. I mean, they just they just had a recent loss to OKC, but mm-hmm. but Houston, I think I like Houston a lot. You know, I mean, they're not necessarily a great team, but they're a team that I can watch. I was like, okay, you know, I I can I can see the direction. Um, another team that I'll say is the Golden State Warriors. Uh, they played a little bit better um, as a recent, but and you know give credit to the team for making adjustments you know now we see now we see Clay Thompson a part of the second unit now and i think he's i think he's been balling out um, i think his last like 4 to 5 weeks 4 to 5 games he's averaging like 19 a game so you know you know give credit to him but and i get it you know i mean the warriors are the warriors you know we already know that we already know this team is one of the more storied dynasties of all time but i think we just got to come to reality that it's 2024 and this is not 2015 16 17 anymore so, you know, this is a pretty much brand new team. This is an older team. They're still good. Obviously, you can't count them out just because of the greatness of Stephen Curry. But, you know, we also have to understand that this team is not necessarily in contention like any other team as well. So those are my two teams. And then another team that I'll say is I'll say the Miami Heat. Uh, I know that's probably going to shock a lot of people. But, and you know, I, I definitely agree with you about what you said earlier. You know, Miami has played a lot better as a recent but I still feel like there's some things that they're still trying to figure out. And obviously, you know, they made they made some key trades and then, you know, they had they've had some injury history. You know, Jimmy was hurt for a little while. So, you know, they've had a lot of different rotations in the lineup. But at the end of the day, you can't knock them out just because I mean, hell, they've gotten to the finals t- two times in the last four years. And they got to the finals last year as an eight seed. So that's why for me, it's like, you know, I gotta give them their respect because, you know, even when they have bad stretches during the regular season, 
they can still turn it up. And obviously they did that last year. And that was the reason why they got to the finals. And then on top of that, and then on top of that, they have one of my personal favorite coaches in the NBA in Eric Spolstra. But this year is a little bit different. Um, obviously they're going to be playoff contenders. You know, I'm not, I'm not knocking that at all, but mm-hmm. I still feel like there's some things in Miami that they got to figure out as a team. I agree. I think some of it's just been injuries too. You know, yeah. you get Terry Rozier, mm-hmm. he's been down. Tyler Hero, he's had time miss. Jimmy Butler's had time miss before Facts. the fight. Like a lot of it's been that too. But I get you. I think at this point, the Heat have done this so many times, where like you saw instantly a change up from they're pretty bad to like okay, they're not great, but they're not bad, right? Like I feel like they start to ramp up for whatever reason around this time, right? And ramping right. up to what? Because like they're still like okay, even they made the finals. You know what? Last season they weren't the best team in the East, not by a long shot, but whatever their level is, it's like a power ranking game. Okay. So I play basketball GM. I love that game. And so they have this little feature in the power rankings where it shows your team. It shows like the rating of your team as is like with injuries and everything. And then it shows the rating of what your team could be with, with everything at like maximum level. So like I got a team out of a hundred, that's like a 58, but like on a healthy total, there are 73 out of a hundred. And so I feel like the heat are like that. Like they coast for a bit and they're like a subpar team. But then at their like max level, they're like maybe the third best team in the East, right? And so that's what we kind of see happening. It just takes them forever to kind of snap back into that for sure. Um, the Rockets are an interesting one as well. I had um, a few teams in this tier. So I had the Pacers, the Warriors, the Lakers, the Suns, the Cavs, Mavericks, Pelicans. Okay, your list was way longer than mine. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is why Kings, Knicks, but this is why I'll say that. So Suns, Cavs, Mavericks, Pelicans, Kings, Knicks, 76ers, Magic, and Heat. Like, and maybe I'll refine my, my tiers a little bit more in the future, right? Like they're not teams that are pretty bad, but the next the next category is squint, and you can see them in the finals. I I I I'm sorry, I was squint. I mean, maybe Phoenix could be the team that I switch out on, but that's, their health just hasn't given me reasonable. Nah, yeah, that's, that's the thing. thing health, right? health has been a bad. Health has it, been like one of the biggest concerns for Phoenix. Right. I don't see the Warriors getting there. I just don't. I don't see the Mavericks, yeah. the Cavs, the Pelicans. I don't see the Kings, the Knicks. Maybe, maybe the Knicks. But I, you know, what? I'm gonna move the Knicks. I'm gonna put them over. Yeah, the, the, the Knicks. The Knicks have. I'll, I'll give. I'll give credit to the Knicks. The Knicks have established themselves as one of the top tier contenders in the Eastern Conference, and I think it all comes down to situation. Like for exactly. instance, like Philly, Philly through. right now does not have Embiid. Um, he's supposed to be back soon. Hopefully, he does come back soon. Um, but even when he comes back, like towards the late of the season, you know, how is that team going to look? Milwaukee, they're still trying to figure themselves out. Milwaukee's honestly, I'll be—I don't even have Milwaukee as like one of the top tier teams. Honestly, I mean, I know that they're—I know that they're one of the top teams in the Eastern Conference, but this is not a team that I'm not ne- like at least now I'm not necessarily high on as far as winning a championship or even getting to the finals. So. That might sound crazy. I might have New York like a tier above Milwaukee, mm-hmm. and obviously, obviously, talent-wise, Milwaukee has a better team. You know, I mean, let's let's let, 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 let's get that out the way. But Milwaukee's definitely a team that's, that's just still trying to figure things out. So that's why I don't have them. That's like one of the top tier contenders in the NBA. Yeah, no, I, I think you're right. I think you're right. That's a solid one for sure. Um, yeah, it's just I don't know. Like, again, I just again these teams for the most part. Like I love the Lakers. Let's talk with the Lakers. We have them on the year. Um, I know they're probably in your squint. They're in your next category. So we'll talk with them now because we'll transition from that into that next category. But what did you think? What did you see from this Lakers team here against the Clippers this last night or tonight? Last night when people listed this because they showed in a nutshell why they are as bad as they've been and also why they are as good as they've been or as good as they can be. And it really came down to one player. But I want to get your take in, in right. totality. Yeah, for, for most of the game, there was a lot of lapses defensively. 
even just from about everybody. I mean, even from LeBron himself. I saw there was a lot of possessions where LeBron like pretty much was just sleeping on defense. You know, he wasn't closing out on shooters, and then he was leaving a lot of guys wide open. Mm-hmm. So, and also the thing about this Laker team is that, like, the roster's good. I'm not gonna say they're great, but it's good. And I feel like a lot of guys they can contribute on a night to night basis, but it really just depends on a certain night when you catch them. Like for instance, like D'Angelo Russell. Like you know, people kill D'Angelo Russell because you know he has a lot of these in, he has a lot of these inconsistent games, but you gotta keep him on the team just because whenever he is going offensively, whenever he does find that rhythm, it makes his team way better. Like, and I want to say there was a stretch where D'Lo was just straight cooking, and it was like the Lakers were they were winning around this time. So that's the thing because I knew I knew around trade deadline, a lot of Laker fans, a lot of people in Laker Nation, they were like begging for D'Lo to get traded, but it's like you can't trade a guy like not this me. Yeah, or def- definitely not you. Definitely not. No, you. no, but I know, no, I'm, no, I'm saying that just so everyone can. Hear. I know you. Yeah, 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 I get that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But no, I mean, you know, but yeah, but, but but that's the thing is that you know, D'Lo, D'Lo is such an important factor on this team. You know, you can't trade him. Same thing with a guy like Rui Hachimura, who LeBron had, LeBron had initially kicked it out to him in the corner. He missed it. They get an offensive rebound. LeBron gets it to him again, and he knocks down that that big three point shot to put him up three. So, you know, like that's the thing. Like this Laker team. They don't have like they're not a great team by any means, but they're still a pretty good team. And I mean, this is still one of the like this is still kind of the same roster that you had last year that you traded for last year that get that got to the Western Conference Finals. You know, they knocked out um who they playing in the first round. These I'm just missing it right off my head. Who they playing? Who the Lakers? Round. Yeah, the Lakers. Uh, last year the the Grizzlies. Yeah, the Grizzlies in the first round. Yeah, they beat the Grizzlies in the first round. Then they beat Golden State, and then they get to Denver. And I know they got swept in that series, but. And I'll be honestly, I, I will say this about that that series in the conference finals is that I feel like that was more so on AD. I feel like AD could have definitely like risen more to the challenge against it against uh, Jokic because he had forty in that game one. Like he played phenomenal basketball in that mm-hmm. game one. But I feel like throughout the rest of that series, yeah, I feel like he wasn't necessarily at his best. And not saying that if he was at his best, that they could have won a series because I probably I probably would have still picked Denver to win that series, but it definitely would have not been a sweep uh, by any means. But this Laker team is just one. Obviously, you know when you when, like when you when you have a when you have thirty nine year old LeBron James dropping nineteen points in the fourth quarter like that, which I don't know if we'll get that on a night to night basis, but yeah. just being locked in and just being able, just being so engaged into the game to be able to spark that comeback. You know, when you have a guy that caliber, you know, you can never count. You can never count this team out. So the Lakers, they're good. They're not great, but you know, with this roster, and then of course being led by LeBron and AD, they're just they're just a team that you just can't really count out by any means. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's one of those. It's one of those teams. It's one of those teams where as long as LeBron's in a zero-zero playoff series and healthy, they got a shot, right? Exactly. Well, as long as AD's healthy too. It used to be where as long as you had LeBron, you had a shot. In this case, I think you do need Anthony Davis, right? I'm not going about Jackson Hayes. You know, Christian would by themselves. I'm sorry, I'm not. But like, if you have those, if you have LeBron a healthy AD, then you are good. Um, and yeah, I agree with you on that for sure. Um, but let's go to our next tier. Our next tier. This is the second to last, or second to the top. Squint, and you can see them in the finals. I have four teams in this tier. Although I'm thinking about dropping one after tonight. That's the Timberwolves, the Thunder, the Clippers, and the Knicks. I like that. I got Minnesota, and I definitely got OKC in that in that conversation. Um, I'll put the Knicks in that conversation as well. And I want to put this team in there, but it's so tough for me to put in there. But I want to put Philly in there just because I feel like, you know, they've been, they, you know, they've been clowning a lot, you know, because Joel Embiid has yet to make a conference finals appearance. But as I was watching them early this season, you know, 
even after the Harden trade, I was like, yo, this team really might have a shot at making something happen. Like, I feel like mm-hmm. obviously less talent than what they had in recent years. You know, obviously we talk about James Harden, talk about Ben Simmons, talk about uh, Jimmy Butler. You know, so obviously, you know, there's less talent. And I mean, it's not a knock to this team. You know, Tyrese Maxey has emerged as one of the best second options in the NBA. You know, you can't mm-hmm. even, you can't even like, you can't even deny that. But when I'm watching him beat average like 33, 34 game, and then you see Maxey being able to contribute offensively, and then just watching the supporting cast that they have, I mean, hell, they had a really good trade, in my opinion, you know, acquiring a guy like Buddy Hill, who, who I believe is a really good piece for this team. If they have a if they have a healthy Joel Embiid and he's able to be a monster in the playoffs as he has been, you know, throughout the regular season, mm-hmm. I could possibly see them getting to the finals. Now, I'm not going to bank on it. Now, I'm not mm-hmm. saying that it's a guarantee, but anything can happen. And then New York, I'll go mm-hmm. ahead Oh, no, no. I, I guess, I don't know. I have the 76ers a tier down because okay. I, I don't know if they have them beat. If they don't have them beat, I think we've seen they're not that good a team. They remind me of that question Brooklyn, mark. Yeah. They remind me of that Brooklyn Nets team once they traded KD and Kyrie. Like, their record looks better than they actually are now because right. the impact of their loss hasn't quite set it. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, so, but I'm with you. Like, I think Tyrese Maxey is a great player. Like, I totally think he is. I definitely also think he's overmatched right now as the main option, right? Like, he yeah, is a great player playing off of Joel Embiid. But right now, you have Joel Embiid, massive-sized hole. And if he's not back, or worse, if he's back and not, like, 70%, goodbye. Like, we've seen Embiid when he's not at full strength. It's not a great Embiid. Yeah. And that's when he's had stronger teams around him. I think this team's pretty strong around him. But, like, no, I think if he's not there, they they, they go from just a, to, from a contender to a mediocre team for me. But I see why you have the faith in it. I totally understand that. Yeah, I get that, and that's and, I, and that's like I said, you know, that I think that's the biggest question mark right there is if Joel Embiid is available, and if he, I mean, not, not even just being available, but just being like you know to the point where he can continue to play his high level play. So if he's able to do that mm-hmm. and still be able to still be able to average the like average the numbers that he's been averaging, like even before the injury, I can definitely give Philly a good shot, a good shot at making the Eastern Conference Finals and potentially NBA Finals. But it's all about you know about that guy right there, number twenty one for the team. Another team, like I said, the Knicks. Um, I like, I really like this Knicks team, but it is all about health as well. You know, um, you know, OJ Anobi, you know, he was injured for a little while. Julius Randle, he was injured for a little while as well. Um, give credit to guys like Jalen Brunson, who's been able to hold the team down. Um, I love the production from guys like Josh Hart, um, Dante DiVincenzo, um, Hardenstein, who seems to get a lot of like flack from a lot of people, mm-hmm. but I feel like he's a really good player. I mean, though. Those are just names to name off, but you know, I I have a really I have a really good faith that the Knicks can potentially make the conference finals this year. Um, I'm not gonna bank on it. I'm not gonna guarantee it, but I feel like anything can happen. Um, I mean, obviously, you know, Jalen Brunson has just been super sensational, you know, throughout throughout the season and even throughout his Knicks tenure. So that's part of the reason why you know if the Knicks are healthy heading into the playoffs, then I definitely give them a shot at least making the conference finals. And then OKC in Minnesota, OKC. I don't. I I have them up there just because of the record, but I wouldn't necessarily guarantee it. Like I don't. I don't know if OKC really makes the the conference finals. Like they might get to the second round, and then I think that they could possibly be a second round exit. I feel like you know, even though they have a lot of great young talent, I feel like one thing that they are missing is some key veterans on that team who have been in playoff situations, who have been in final situations that can possibly help this team. You know, get along the way. Obviously, yeah. SGA, he's had playoff experience, you know, early on with the Clippers. And then, of course, yep. you know, that one year with OKC when he played next to Chris Paul. Mm-hmm. Um, but I still feel like the, I, f- I still feel like the team is going to need a little bit more if they're really going to establish themselves as true playoff contenders or as true, like, championship contenders. 
And then Minnesota as well. You know, I mean, you can't knock what Minnesota's been doing all year. You know, they've been consistently the best team in the Western Conference. Um, Anthony Edwards has continued to just show us that he's just a sensational all-around talent. Carl Anthony Towns is really stepping in as a great second option. Um, you have a great interior defender, Rudy Gobert. But then they also have a really good supporting cast. Like, J.D. McDaniels is a really great player. Um, yeah. Mike Conley, you know, being a key veteran point guard. Steady facts. Really yes, facts. And then even Nas Reed, you know, I'm, I'm I'm a really big fan of Nas Reed. I don't know why, but I've just been a really huge fan of Nas Reed throughout the season. So Minnesota has a really good chance, really good chance, man. Um, oh, yeah. I think, I think, yeah, I think they can definitely make the conference finals, at least the conference finals, and then even potentially the NBA finals, depending on who they match up against. Exactly. I agree. I think Ant, he's raised another level in the postseason every year. He's been in the postseason. You know, you have good chemistry now with your defense on all in accord. Obviously, Rudy Gobert's comfortable there. And yeah, Mike Conley's been great. So no, I'm with you. I definitely can see this team again. It's not a deep squint, too, to see them making the finals. Is it something I think immediately will happen? No, but I could see it. The Thunder are like that, too, because they have the talent and they have the personnel. They're just, you know, and overall, they're just young. Like, I mean, um, SGA is your oldest guy of that core. You know, and yeah, he's had some experience, but that's really about it. And so, yeah. you know, I definitely wonder what they look, but they've been so good and so consistent at this point. You there's only so much of a grain of salt you could take with how good they've been, right? Facts. Yeah, so I'm with you on that for sure. The next same thing, like they've just been solid this season. The Clippers were interesting to me because they've went on a run, but recently, since the all-star break, they've really faltered down the stretch here. Um, even in tonight's defense down the stretch, lackluster, horrible. Terrible. You know what I mean? The rotations were poor. They let LeBron walk into whatever switch he wanted. Like it just wasn't consistent enough. And so if the Clippers have that type of energy, like, yeah, you're gonna knock it. But at the same time, they were without Paul George, they were without Avicii Zubat. So, like, if you have those guys healthy. You know the effort you think will be bit different, right? You know it's not. So just that, that's that's always been the biggest question mark for the Clippers. That's has true. Been health. If and healthy. even last year, um, they played the, they played Phoenix in the first round. Obviously, I think it was announced even before the playoffs they weren't going to have Paul George. Mm-hmm. We already knew that. Kawhi dropped thirty eight in Game One. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, like torched the Suns. Ended up getting a good Game One win on the road. Now next, you know, heading into Game Two, and then peace. he's out. Yep. And now you have Russ, Russ trying to get triple doubles and everything, trying to keep the team afloat. But at the end of the day, it just wasn't enough. Yeah. He turned back the clock for sure. Like he definitely was like that. But it's just not like he's not this that team is not like that. And you're right. Like if there's another and Paul George, I mean, the guy's playing for you know an extension, hopefully trying to stay in LA. So we'll see how that looks. James Harden, same thing. But this team here, I mean, their window is 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 shutting fast. All these guys are in their, you know just below to square in the middle of their 30s, right? Right. So like, this is the the spot, the spot you have right now. And so, yes, if the talent's there on the floor, they are as good as any of them. And that's why I could see them in the finals. But I could have said the same thing for them last year and the same thing for the year before that and the year before that and the year before that, right? Since, so, since 2019, yeah. Yep, exactly. So at this point, you're right. It's one of those things where we won't know until we see them healthy and if that's even a thing that happens. Um, right. But yeah, I'm with you on that. But let's get to our final tier the final frontier ha huh? just kidding um i have two teams in there clear contenders i have the nuggets and i have the celtics same here same. Really same. Okay. <laughs> same i knew we would have that so this is where i'm going to spice our last additional question who do you feel better about at this point in time of winning it off i think this year boston's got to get it i think mm. boston has to get it you know i mean this is this is what seven, eight, or probably like seven years of this whole Tatum Brown experience. You know, they've mm-hmm. been to several conference finals. They got to one NBA finals in 2022. And I know, I know that they're still young, 
you know, because Tatum's 25, I believe. I think he'll be 26 um, later on this year. Yep. Uh, Jalen Brown's around 26, 27 as well. So this team is still relatively young, mm-hmm. and they still have a lot of a lot of years of their prime, you know, left in them. But I just feel like I feel like the window for this team in particular is kind of dwindling, and you know, like I feel like I feel like now more than ever they have to win it. Obviously, Denver, you know, you can't knock out Denver. You know, this these are the reigning champions, and even when healthy. You know, this team is definitely a matchup nightmare, especially when you're trying to guard Nikola Jokic. So yeah. if these two teams are potentially match up in the finals, I wonder who's probably going to guard Jokic in the finals. Probably Porzingis, and that would be a tough cover for him, a tough match for him. But I'll, I'll be real, that would actually be really fun. But I feel like Boston has to win it this year. I'm really rooting for them. I'm really rooting for them to, uh, to win it this year. Mm-hmm. I, feel like, I feel like they're going to finish with the best record in the league and then, of course, have home court advantage. So hopefully that can play a huge role in why they could potentially win this year. No, absolutely. I think you're right. I think it's going to be a, a thing to monitor between the two teams for sure. They both have times of inspired play, you know, very few injuries here and there. And of course, a little bit of a drop off. You're doing so well. You know, there's going to be games where you don't come with the requisite energy. But both these teams right now definitely feel like a collision course to a certain um, respect uh, to the NBA final. So that for sure is is interesting and something I'm very curious to see how it unfolds. Absolutely. Yeah, but listen, man, again, thank you for coming on. That's going to do it here for this episode. I Before we officially close it out, uh, Nick, tell the good folks where they can find you and all the great work that you do. Yes, sir. And once again, appreciate you, my guy, Corbin, for having me on, man. Always. It's always a blast every time, you know, we hop on a pod and talk NBA hoops, man. You know, it's always good, man. But yes, sir. make sure to follow me on Twitter or X, whatever you want to call it, because I know people call it two totally different things. <laughs> for real. At, at Nick Andre ATR. Um, I'm a writer, analyst, podcast are covering everything from high school to the pros. Um, check out For the Love of the Game. New episode will be out probably around the time you hear this, so make sure to check out my episode and then, of course, this episode as well. Um, and then, of course, I actually have a new podcast now titled Believe in FSU Basketball, where I cover Florida State's men and women basketball teams, so make sure to check that out. And, of course, I still have MSC. Who shout out to my guys, Michael and CJ. They'll be on here soon as well. You know, we're going to do a mock draft hopefully soon, so yeah. make sure to be in tune for that. And then, of course, I got other articles and stuff that you can look at as well. So make sure to just 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 follow me on Twitter, and then you'll be able to see everything pretty much. You know, it's kind of it's kind of a lot to you know explain. The dude lives ball all the time, y'all. Like I'm telling you, the tweets all the time are like from college, WNBA, NBA. I'm sure he, pick up. Uh, you know, like the dude got <laughs> stuff. You definitely make sure to follow him for sure. <laughs> Um, listen, I don't have as much as he does. I'm not going to say I do, but you can follow me on Twitter at CorbinNBA, C-O-R-B-A-N-N-B-A. Check out Rambo Ramble. Um, I got roster reconstruction with my guys at Switch Theory um, and then the Sports Ethos Charlotte Hornets podcast as well. So those are the balls we have going up in my court over here. So if you make sure to stay tuned for that, we're going to have more draft content coming up here on Rambo Ramble. As Nick alluded to, we're going to have a mock draft coming up here pretty soon that I'm very excited about. Um, some profiles Probably have Nick back on again for the college stuff he does and just talk about some of those guys too. But I'm definitely curious to kind of get a little bit of an edge or a little bit of a early start on the draft coverage on Round Ball Ramble that I did the year before, especially in a class like this, which really kind of up in the air. Um, so, yeah, we're especially, gonna with, sure. especially with March Madness starting soon, man, there's going to be a lot of draft content. Exactly. So we're going to get on board with that too and just make it happen. I'm excited to see what that looks like. But yeah, y'all, that'll do it here for Nick. For myself, another episode of Rost of Round Ball Ramble. Can't even get the words right. We are frosty. Y'all stay frosty. We'll talk to y'all real, real soon. All right, y'all.